Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louis. ESPN 680-105.7. And as always, the first hour of the show is brought to you by KentuckyTourism.com. Louis, Coach Prime, brought his <laughs> Louis Vuitton luggage to Boulder. Oh, yeah. And now he gets to sip on a little Cavassier. <laughs> Avery, you give me a hundred guesses about how to start this show. Louis Vuitton and Cavassier would not have come up in my mind. Cavassier I mean, smoke no. is going to be a buffalo. <laughs> Do you plan on hanging out with Cavassier smoke? Uh, you know what? It was interesting in the uh, in the tweet that came out. They did mention a few uh, stats about uh, Cavassier and his time at Kentucky. Uh, however, the biggest thing was he had the best name in college football. That was that. That's what they're hanging their hat on at CU. Hey, who was the kid from Colorado that you said we were going to get on the show, but um, we didn't? And he had oh, yeah. Well, you know, I had that conversation with my granddaughter last night. It was um, something rowdy, beers, right? rowdy Beers. Yeah, Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. All right, Texters, 437-9680. What's a better name, Cavassier Smoke or Rowdy Beers? Rowdy Beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it'll be interesting. My uh, my son said, I don't know what kind of offensive line they have at, at CU for, for Smoke to run behind. I said it couldn't be any worse than the offensive line he had last year. So I will so, put up uh, I will put up Puff and Dontrez Styles from UNC. Puff Johnson and Dontrez Styles. I like both those names, too. Okay. That's pretty All good. Right. That's teammates, too. That's pretty good. It's pretty solid. But, yeah. <laughs> Old Rowdy Beers. Where's he going, FIU? Uh, yes. Uh, Florida International. Yep, FIU. There you go. Is that us? Uh, okay. Yeah. I, sa- right. I, I spent a summer at FIU. How about yeah, that? You, 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 you mentioned that before. Yeah. I, I think it'd be easier for you to mention where you haven't spent a summer. That was fun, man. I like West Miami. It was great. It was great. I went to a gun convention at the, uh, the fairgrounds there. It's just a bunch of Cuban guys and me. Because apparently <laughs> when you grow up without guns, you want a gun. So, there you go. <laughs> Have you ever had a gun? Ownership, no. <laughs> I've shot one a lot. I mean, I really enjoyed going to the range and, um, you know, like grabbing a bunch of pumpkins and going to somebody's, 
you know, go to somebody's you know backyard on a farm somewhere um, and just shoot old pumpkins or whatever. That's very fun. But no, but I've you've never, never you've never had one in a drawer in the house. I would before. own one if I had a different wife. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Prime uh, Planet's not putting up with Planet. That. Planet is anti having one in the house. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I with all the little guys, I can certainly see. that. I think that's her main. Yeah. That, that that's a yeah. mistake waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Colon coming down on the text line. It's pretty good. Um, Rowdy Beers getting gets votes on the text line. All right. Yeah. I think uh, I think they're both pretty good names. Um, a lot of college basketball last night. I I flipped between games with most of my attention on the Alabama-Arkansas game. Me too. Okay. Uh, yeah. All of my attention. In the early, <laughs> in the early games, yeah. in the early game, all of my attention was on Alabama and Arkansas. I, so we'll get to that game in a second, but I, I put another game on this show sheet that Mizzou just went and got hammered. I mean, hammered by Texas A&M. Hammered. And this is what Kentucky's up against with the remaining part of their schedule is that all of the teams, I mean, it isn't just that, there's been regression with this team this season. It's that there's been progression amongst the other teams in their league, and that's the sounding. I mean, the siren has to be going off because yeah. these teams are getting better. Texas A&M's a nice team, man. They're, that, that's a nice team. They're not great, for sure. They're not. That's not an Elite Eight Final Four team. That's a nice team. And they don't have to be. <laughs> they don't have to be to be competitive with Kentucky. Well, that, but also. What? I thought, I thought you were making an NIL joke, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Watching that uh, Alabama-Arkansas game, I mean, arguably, <clears throat> Arkansas is, uh, is without now. You know, it's That's that correct. old hype. And, and Nick, Nick, what's the name? Nick Smith Jr. is supposed to be terrific and hadn't played. Uh, are either one of those players supposed to be back anytime this season? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I'll look. Because of Arkansas... I mean, Arkansas battled last night. Alabama was in complete control of that game, and Arkansas battled back to be tied at at halftime. But, you know, the the fact they're without their two best players, I, I think Alabama's got a shot to win the national championship. So I agree. they're Mac, not going to beat Alabama. Mac Mansell is out for the season, and uh, Trevon uh, Brazile is out for the season, or Brazil, excuse me. And then um, Nick Smith Jr., is, quote, idle with the knee injury, and he will miss an undetermined length of time as of uh, December 21st. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting how much gambling has changed the access to... access to injury information of college players, yeah. Now that that's that's what that's what it's all about. Because co- if they had come to Coach Rupp and said, "Hey, tell us about your injuries," he would have been like, "Here's a lemon, suck it." You know, what I mean, like- yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, our boy Cam uh, Cameron down with the Herald Leader had a story yesterday about Kentucky being uh, O and ten against the spread in their last ten games. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I think you picked Kentucky to cover in all 10 of those games. I think I did. I think, <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think I'm 0 for 10. Keep there. the $5 to yourself there, Dan. No, no. $5, that was, that was a small amount to pay for a very great lesson. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Alabama that stood out last night, though, is, is Miller has a very pedestrian game. T- only takes four shots. He does get to the line. But it's Sears that carries the team, right? 10 for 10 from the line. Um, Mark uh, Mark Sears is his name, and, and just 
they have multiple guys. You know, Clowney's a nice player. Uh, this Bediaco is more of a – he's kind of more of a nuisance player than anything else. Um, so I uh, – but see, I think that yeah. speaks a lot about Coach Oates and about Miller. Miller, mm, he, he did right. the same thing in the Kentucky game. He, he he let the game come to him. He wasn't he wasn't forcing it. And Arkansas's game plan last night was: Did you watch the defender on Miller stayed right with him? Yeah. Yep. It didn't matter where the ball was or where the other guys were. He was guarding Miller, and as a result. It, it opened up the floor for Sears to just get to the basket possession after possession after possession. So, you know, Oates and, to his credit, Miller said, okay, that's all right. You're going to guard me out here 30 feet from the basket? Fine. We'll just let the little guy take it to the, to, to the goal and either get a layup or two free throws. Yeah, and I um, it was interesting because I think you're right. The game plan by Arkansas wasn't bad. Alabama's just better right now. Yeah, they just no. are, and it's it is. Alabama might be the best team in college basketball, given the fact that I think Oates is such a great coach. Who would you rather have right now, John Calipari or Nate Oates? No, that's not fair. That's not fair. No, right now, right now, current environment. We talked about it yesterday. All things considered, who would you rather have? Nate Oates. Okay, yeah, no, it's fair. It's, Nate Oates. Nate Oates uh, seems to be able to come up not only in-game, but pre-game with just great, great game plans. And he's got a team that can carry out those game plans. I mean, they've got three freshmen starting that I think are better than any freshman Kentucky has. Oh, absolutely. Alabama looks like what, could, what Cal used to have. That looks like a Cal team 10 years ago. A bunch of guys, a, a centerman, a center that's kind of like yeah, he's there and he's you know and Bediaco that's he's there he's okay, but three starters that are very good and then a couple of role guys around them and and that's and then you fill out the roster and that it looks like looks like an old Cal team. Hmm. No. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> and and not only that, but their ability to go out. Who would you rather have? Is uh, who's a kid that came from Ohio University? Is that Sears? Um, I think so, yes. So who would you rather have? You're going to the transfer portal, all right? And your choices are Antonio Reeves, C.J. Fredericks, or the Sears kid. Today, who would you rather have out of those three? Oh, it's Mark Sears, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Oates is just every button he pushes is the right one. Sears last year at Ohio, 35 games played, started all of them, averaged 35 and a half minutes. Shot 44.5% from the field, 40% from three. He's shooting 42% from three this year in the SEC. Averaged 19 points last year. This year, less points, but has increased his um, and, and uh, has uh, decreased in other areas as well. But I think that's a lot of just who he's playing He's around. playing so with a lot better exactly players. Right. Yeah, has to do yeah. a lot less. He's actually yeah. an Alabama native, so um, he's not doing that. But You know, uh, it, uh, interesting text coming down. Um, Texts are saying UVL being so bad has me disinterested in college basketball. I miss the days of watching top teams and imagining seedings uh, up against them. I, I, I hear you, <laughs> it is, but it is it is telling that I I knew I was going to be coming in to do this show, and I chose to watch Alabama and Arkansas rather than you know keep my eyes keenly focused on you know Mike James making a bunch of free throws. So um, 
It's a. <sighs> I I thought, uh, and, and full disclosure, I didn't see the first half. We were having a birthday party, but <laughs> I watched. But I watched the entire second half. I if I was a Louisville fan, and it came on so late in Louisville, probably most of uh, people had gone to bed by the time the second half started. But I I, I saw some positive things in the Louisville in the Louisville Cardinals last night. I I uh, you know I mean they're they're two and fifteen, zero oh and six in the conference. You can't be too positive. But I I thought I thought they shot the ball better yesterday when they had open looks. Um, you know they only shoot forty one percent from the field, but most of that was L. Ellis was four for sixteen. You take his four for sixteen out, they shot forty seven percent from the field. Now again, it's the um, it's the front line that kills them. I mean the 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 Cardinals starting front line scored 21 points, and Clemson's starting front line scored 46. So, um, but I thought they defended in the second half. They defended. They had the they had the game down to five points, Louis, yep. with five or six minutes to go, and then. You know, um, Withers dribbles the ball off his leg. L takes a terrible three-point shot. He's about five feet behind the three-point line. It's an air ball. Uh, I think, um, who was it? Might have been Trainer, maybe, or Lands. No, Lands didn't get to the free throw line. Must have been Trainer. Went one for two. And then all of a sudden it's a, an eleven point game again. But I, I thought there was some positives. That it was it, it when you take into consideration that Clemson's fourteen and three, six and zero oh in the conference. Um, I, I I thought they in the second half I thought they gave them a little run for their money. You know, let's go. Um, let's go to some of this sound um, because you mentioned some of those bad stretches. KP was talking with uh, with with Bob and with Paul after the game. And um, he's uh, pointed out that it's very difficult to snap these guys out of bad stretches. Um, well, they're uh, two and fifteen. No wonder. Well, it's it's a contributing factor for sure. Well, I hate to be repetitive, but kind of the same story, Kenny. We were just talking. If you could go back through your games and take like five minutes out of every game, you'd probably have about four or five wins. They just snowball, and there's always seemingly one run like that. Well, it's, it's you know, it's twofold. It's, it's that, and then you're doing it against very good teams. Um, you can't have those kind of mistakes against teams like that. You got to give teams like Clemson resistance, and you got to do it consistently. You got to be able to get stops, keep the ball in front, knowing that they can shoot it, knowing they can post up. The second you fall asleep, they're burning. Um, so we, I feel like we're getting better, but it's hard to tell when you're playing teams that don't give you much wiggle. Okay, so I. I were you, they do that interview in a wind tunnel? What what was that? It was actually at the Boeing test facility. Um, the <laughs> I have one bone to pick with the sound, and it's it's this idea that Clemson is world beaters. They're good, whatever. They're good, but they're mid. I mean, they're they're a top forty fifty type team. Not a. I mean, Kenny's talking about these guys as though they're Kansas or you know or Carolina last year. That's that's not what this is. The problem is you watch 
Clemson, and I think Brownell's now been there a dozen years, something like that. <clears throat> you just see a bunch of guys who know what to do when the looks change and what, you know, like, you know, if they <clears throat> start pressing on defense or they go to a zone or whatever, like they know how to immediately adjust to it. Right. And, and you don't see that from L this year. There is no, you know, outside of probably the Syracuse game, but because there was no – Syracuse didn't make adjustments on defense. That's what they do, right? <laughs> There's yeah, one yeah. thing. You only have yeah. to plan for you, one thing. That's life, death, life, death, taxes, and a 1-3-1 one, one zone. That's that, right. That, that, those are things you can count on. And now that I look back on it, that's a really telling game. The one time that Louisville had a good offensive game plan was when they didn't have to adjust at all. Mm. When they just went against one defense the whole mm. game. That's a that's a great point, and and so there's there's something there's some kind of disconnect between whatever offensive system they're putting in and the ability to adjust to different looks. And you watch Clemson do it to Louisville last night, and even though they are a a very look, and and, and I, I should be fair to Clemson, fourteen and three six and zero oh isn't something to scoff at. It's a very good start for them. They have had these kinds of starts in the past, and then played better teams and, and fallen back. I, well, I'm bit. guessing I'm guessing they haven't played. North Carolina, Duke, or Miami yet. Now, in their defense, they also went to um, to Pitt and won. They have beaten uh, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia Tech, Pitt, and Louisville to start the, the, their right. conference yeah. schedule. Wait for us. So, mm. <clears throat> they're beating teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would ask uh, Louisville fans if they would trade records with Clemson right now. Uh, the answer is yes. I would ask Kentucky fans if they would trade records with Clemson right now. The answer is yes. <laughs> and so um, it's a – all those things aside, Clemson is not – again, doesn't feel like a a deep run in the tournament kind of team. But you see just the basics are there. And, I, and that's the frustrating thing about watching Louisville is the basics aren't there, so we're not even talking about them. And then we're trying to find positives because every time we talk about this team, Dan, you, 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 you kind of go you, – it's almost like you put your arm around the entire team. They got it within five points. They, you know, they, they played better in the second half, that kind of thing. And I understand we're literally looking for that level of positivity. <laughs> um, but I think the only thing that's left to watch on this team, Dan, is if Mike James keeps, keeps getting better. Because he had a game last night that I think you, you would find to be <laughs> very positive, which is he's four for 10 from the field. He struggles shooting, but he forces his way to the line and goes nine of 11 yep. from the line. Right, yep. so he takes yep. ten shots, but he gets seventeen points out of it. He actually hey, turns. He's, a, he, he's quickly becoming the best player on this team. It's it's by the end of the season, if he continues to develop like this, you're probably right. Again, low bar for being the best player on Louisville's team this year, but there's there's got to be a best player. You may as well go on do somebody. It. Yeah, yeah, you may as well go do it right. And so yeah. the yeah. question there is, I mean, do you get him back, or does he does he transfer and go somewhere where? You know, to an Alabama type, you know, situation where, you know, they're they're able to utilize him and he gets to win. You know, that kind well, of Well, I I think that probably depends on who who they get to to be around him. I mean, he he's not if this is the if this is the kind of roster the Louisville has next year, why would you want to stay there? Yeah. And and, and I think if he goes somewhere else, he's probably I don't know. I mean at six five, he's at least got the kind of you know size in college that you know is, is desirable in a backcourt i i do think at a at a good program he might be a sixth man but he is showing that he's he can be you know his last couple of games here are, are 19 24 and 17 points um 
And the only game where he had a bad shooting percentage was against, uh, or he hasn't had a bad shooting percentage, excuse me, was against Clemson at 40%. The other two games he was right. over 50%. Right. So, I mean, you know, right. he's, you know I, there's one reason he may not leave, Louie, and that is you can't get Bear Nose Pizza anyplace else. Let me tell you about my friends at Bear Nose Pizza. There are 14 area locations in Kentuckyana. Great food, great drinks, and great people. Bear Nose has you covered for lunch or dinner. Carry out, dine in, or delivery. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. Get out to the OG, Bowman Field, Taylorsville Road. Go see our guy Rob. Say hi to everybody out there. Ask for the Issel Mustard. Yep, yep. They'll share it with you. And uh, eat, eat all of it while you're there so that Dan doesn't get any next time he goes in. Uh, just kind of, <laughs> you can pre-ruin Issel's day. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, stupid. All right. Um, the, right. I, last I night, I last night at the more. birthday party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have we have something we call Ma's chili. Now, for all of the grandkids, that was Sherry's mother's name. Instead of grandma, it was Ma. So we have Ma's chili, which I don't know what's in it, but it is <laughs> probably better phenomenal. not to ask. Yeah, right. it is phenomenal. <laughs> okay. And so we had everybody over last night because that's what Sheridan wanted for her birthday was Ma's chili. And then I proceeded to put mustard in my chili and gross everybody out. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Have you ever tried mustard in chili? In chili. It's delicious. I, delicious. Do you put mustard in your cereal? I don't eat cereal. Okay. All right. Would I, can't, I can't tell you. I was probably in junior high the last time I had a bowl of cereal. Mm. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But I might try it if you put mustard in it. So you don't know what's in the chili, but you love it. Uh, no, it's it's Ma's recipe. So it's a bit like it's a bit like hot dogs. You don't know what are in hot dogs, but you eat the hot dog. Exactly. Okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> I I always assume these old recipes, like you know, Depression era recipes, you don't want to know what proteins in it. You know, like uh, <laughs> might be rabbit or is that raccoon? I just don't know. Um, a little hard to get raccoon here in Denver. Are there no raccoons in in Colorado? I don't know. Oh. I'm, sure that, I'm sure there are. I was going to say, I just assume there are raccoons on the moon. Like, there's, they're just yeah, everywhere. I know? guess there's raccoons everywhere. Yeah. Um, so raccoons are uh, endemic to North America, so they only live here. And, uh, oh, yeah, they're all over. Oh, yeah, you definitely have them. So. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't, I don't want to play any more sounds from Bob and Paul's interview <laughs> in the Boeing hard. wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That was uh, what did what did KP? What's the f- number four, okay. Avery? I want to hear what he said about uh, Hunter Tyson because mm. I think that young man can play. Yeah, they uh, didn't defend him very well last night. I love the fact that he's skilled and he's um, he can hit you, hurt you in the post. He can hurt you catch and shoot, running off screens. Um, he's just a complete basketball player. Um, amazing that he's the one guy on this team that we sort of wanted to target. Target meaning know where he is at all times. Um, and he gets 28 and 11. I mean, that goes to show um, he plays hard. He's skilled. He passes the ball. He's not selfish. He lets the game come to him. And he's efficient. Um, 
hell of a player. Hell of a player. Yeah, that that was my takeaway too. I I, I noticed all the things that Kenny just said. Plus, I think this kid's got a little bit of an attitude that which <laughs> little I little like. tude. Yeah, which which I like too. I uh, I was not aware until I watched the the game last night. I was not aware of Hunter Tyson, but I I, I like his game. I liked it last night anyway. All right, Avery, I'm going to show you a picture of Hunter Tyson. And if I told you this was Dan Issel's grandson, would you believe me? Okay. There is Hunter Tyson. I could see it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got a little Issel in him, man. Yeah, maybe that's why I like him. <laughs> Do you have any uh, mysterious grandchildren that I don't know about, Dan? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to write avery out of the will if you have a secret grandchild somewhere so there you go um the uh yeah no it's just it's frustrating to watch this team play teams that are because that's a that's a five-year player at clemson right so he took that fifth year based on um uh based on the covid year so he's he's back as a super senior this year and um yeah no he's uh, he's a nice player i mean you know steadily all of his numbers have gotten better throughout his career the part that's really gotten better for him is his rebounding, and I thought that was pretty evident last night too. So, mm-hmm. no, he's he's a good player. But, Kenny's right; he's a good player. So, um, I, I I'm embarrassed to say this. I really haven't looked forward as far as Louisville's schedule is concerned. What's what's up next for the Cardinals? Why is that an embarrassing thing to say? <laughs> well, because I'm in this market, and this is yeah. Someone asked me be- why I why I compare Louisville to, to Kentucky. Um, so often, and, and all, all I can think is I do radio with Dan Issel. That's why um, the the next two games at home will be interesting because North Carolina is coming to town on the fourteenth, uh, so in two days on Saturday, and then uh, Pitt is in town on uh, Wednesday next week. Okay, all right. Then they get a week off. So well, it. I wonder. If I imagine Kenny will send him home for five days with no instructions. So <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Baycott will be available. Yeah, that's a good question. That did not look good when he exited the other night. No. So. And, and the problem is he didn't grab his ankle, Louie. Yeah. He grabbed it. He, he grabbed uh, the, the, the leg above the ankle. Yeah. And those are, those are nasty. I'd rather sprain my ankle than have a high ankle sprain. Yeah. That, that, uh, no, that, did, that didn't look good. Although the kid, the kid that came in and played for him didn't look too bad. So. Yeah. So Carolina, their uh, record now is eleven and six, zero and four away from uh, Chapel Hill. So that I mean, that's it. Look, I mean, gee, that sounds familiar. Ninety-three percent matchup predictor toward North Carolina. So um, that's about what Louisville was going to Clemson last night. Mm-hmm. God, it's some going to be a long year. I need it some good teams, year. people. I mean, come on. All right. Well, Ben Roberts will join us in his usual spot in about five minutes here. Honest and Louie taking you up until noon. Bobby V, we'll have you after that. Jay Davis, Cranes Detroit, of course, joining us at 11. But tonight, Bellerman and Stetson. Doug Ormay, Mark Bug, pregame at 6.15, tip at 6.30. So you will get that extra 15 minutes of first replay on 680-1057 and on the app. Louisville women's basketball is at Virginia Tech tonight. Join the delightful Nick Curran for pregame, 6.30. Tip off at 7. And then you will get that postgame show over on 93.9. Uh, with uh, Dave Skull and Chrissy Banta. That's the YMCA postgame show. Uh, we all like Chrissy around here because she makes us cookies and um, hides little babies in, in nooks and crannies around here. I, I'm on to you, Chrissy Banta. I'm on to you. Watch it. 
watch what you do around here. You understand me? You just drop off cookies. Stop dropping off the little baby things that I don't like. Stop it. Then the Lakers and Mavericks will be on the air tonight after the Bellarmine game, 930 on 680-1057 and on the app as well. All of that available here on 680 or on 93.9 for all of L's coverage. Of course, first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com as you plan your trips to maybe some indoor events this uh, this winter, museums, concerts, and other events. Start all that planning at KentuckyTourism.com when we come back. From the Herald Leader, his name is Ben Roberts. I'm going to ask him why he asked about three-point percentage rather than asking a real question to Cal after the South Carolina game. That happens next here on ESPN 680 105.7. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome in. 10.30 segment here on Thursday, of course, brought to you by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro in the East End, MartiniLouisville.com. Major updates on the webpage, so go check that out. A lot of cool uh, footage out there. Uh, check out their lunch menu, their dinner menus, uh, brunch menu, of course, and they do do catering as well, so if you're interested in any of that, MartiniLouisville.com, and we bring in our friend, Ben Roberts of the Herald Leader. Ben, I have a major bone to pick with you, but before we do that, at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, uh, Kentucky.com slash sports for all of their stuff. Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Okay, so I have a serious question. So you're in the, you get into these pressers with Cal, and he calls on like five people, and you are one of those people, right? Uh, yes. That's, okay. That's fair to say. All right, yep. so you asked an X's and O's question after the South Carolina loss. At what point do we get in the season where Ben Roberts stops asking X's and O's questions? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of X's and O's that need to be fixed, <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> fair uh, enough, fair enough. Okay. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go back and look. I was, I was wondering right after. I, I think he only took about five or six questions after – uh, after Tuesday's game. Um, That's so, kind of yeah, par for the course recently, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it is. And you're kind of hoping to get some more in. And um, I, I did not have a chance to get a second one in. But, yeah, I, I think there's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. The whole thing's going to be interesting moving forward, especially especially Saturday. And, and we'll see. I think uh, I think Cal might speak tomorrow. So we'll see if that happens and, and what he has to say. But I don't, you know, I – from his position, I don't know what you say at this point because you're not going to throw your team under the bus. You're not going to say you've given up hope. Um, you, you, you know, you want to project some sort of positivity or, or optimism, but it, but it's tough to find it right now. Ben, uh, I had a conversation earlier this week with Jerry Tipton, and I just want you to know he had some very nice things to say about you, and he is in full support of, of what you're doing. I know it's not, not easy to cover a team the way that this team is going, but uh, we all think you're doing an excellent job. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Most people. Don't lump me in there. What are we doing? Sheesh. Damn. Hey Avery, turn off. 
turn off Louie's microphone for the next half hour, will you? Um, I, I want to go back. We haven't had a chance to talk to you since it, it came out, but uh, I really appreciate the, appreciated the nice article mm. about Mike and, and getting his jersey retired. I that that's probably the only highlight in as far as I'm concerned that's the only highlight around Kentucky basketball these days yeah yeah and obviously we're all looking forward uh to that uh, early next month and and yeah some more some more coverage of of uh of Mike and, and his legacy uh will certainly be coming uh as you said one of the one of the few positive uh you know, nice things to to say right now, and, and obviously he deserves every any. There aren't enough stories can be written uh, to to uh, to kind of highlight you know what what he brought to the program and obviously what it meant to him too. Yeah, I, the the thing that uh, the thing that I I couldn't believe is that today to this day, fifty years after he played, he's still in the top thirty at UK in points, rebounds and assists and he played 81 games. If that doesn't yeah. show if that doesn't show he belongs up there nothing does. Yeah, I mean amazing. Yeah, it's an it's an amazing stat and and you know especially I mean there there were you know a lot of a lot, a lot of good basketball, a lot of good basketball players, um a lot of good teams and a lot of opportunities for guys to uh to to pass him up and 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 scoot him further down the list, but but yes, yeah, to to put up the numbers that he did, um, as you said, in, in 81 games, a lot less than, than a lot of those guys uh, past him played. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable to, to have that kind of versatility and, and that kind of staying power on those lists. Ben Roberts with us uh, from the Herald Leader. Ben, what was your Pratt nickname? What did he call you? Um, I, I don't think we got uh, we got far enough uh, oh. got far enough along there. Yeah, I, I was imagining something like Benny Man. Doesn't that sound right, Dan? No. Yeah, Benny yeah, Man. Would, you know, like that would have been. That would have <laughs> Oh man, but no, the, it was a good story, and and um, I I think you're right that you're not going to have any trouble getting quotes about uh, Mike Pratt for future uh, f- future features, excuse me. And so, um, you know, there you have a good piece on on if other teams have figured out Oscar Shibway. Um, <laughs> have teams figured out Oscar Shibway? Well. He- they have for now you know we'll yeah. see how he adapts i thought um you know the south carolina I, what's what was most striking to me about those last two games is the way that nate oates and lamont paris came out after the game just and said just it. flat out said yep. said it yep. i mean you don't and i mean there was obviously respect behind it both those guys especially paris um you know clearly respect oscar and, and what he can do and what he does on the basketball court but for two opposing coaches um to come out and just say, here was our game plan, here's where we think he's not very good at all, and it worked to a T um, to just flat say that in front of everybody, on the record, in front of TV cameras, was pretty remarkable to me when you're talking about the National Player of the Year. And then, okay, you know, I was obviously at both games. I watched it happen. And then after listening to those two guys i went back and watched the tape yesterday morning of of you know what they were talking about and you know the south carolina game was a was a, a failing across the board i mean it, a, a lot of that was guys not guarding their guys on the perimeter putting oscar in bad spots and then a lot of was was oscar putting himself in bad spots you know what happened at alabama in the first few minutes there uh as bad as i thought it looked in person live it it was terrible on tape <laughs> yeah. uh, you know it it 
it's it's inexcusable and and uh you know as i know dan has, has pointed out in the past and i've seen from some of these practices i've been in and it was clear you know what calipari was telling oscar during the game in tuscaloosa they went over this they 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 tell these guys you know this is what's going to happen watch for this to happen make sure you're in the right spot and when you drill that and they're still not in the right spot and still not doing the right thing you know that it's hard to fathom uh, especially when you're talking about a veteran team Ben, I said uh, on on Wednesday morning that uh, I was really disappointed in this team because I I think they're soft. I think they're soft physically. I think they're soft mentally. That kinder, gentler uh, Cal on the sidelines lasted exactly one game, uh, and and uh, I I I don't. I don't know where they go from here. I mean, you can fix X's and O's stuff. Uh, I don't know how you fix that. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I obviously haven't played at that level. You have. So I, I hesitate to, to, to throw that, that kind of uh, language out there about a team. But I do. I, it doesn't seem like they're engaged. I think that's fair to say. And that's, it's again, it's hard to fathom. Um I just don't know how you get, and I've asked Cal this recently, how you get to this point in a season with a veteran team and you're still having to tell them basically how to play basketball and, and how you play basketball at Kentucky and where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Um, I don't know. How does that happen? I have no idea, especially with guys who have been in the program uh, for, for multiple seasons. This should not be new to them, yet it it, you know, it's it's basically like watching the Julius Randle team, a bunch of freshmen, or, or like watching the Brandon Knight team struggle early on. You know, a, a bunch of a bunch of freshmen trying to lead the way. This is a bunch of seniors. This is a bunch of twenty-two-year-old guys who have been around Calipari, and a lot of the blame, and ultimately the blame, falls on him because he's the head coach. Uh, but there's there's a lot of blame to be trickling down and, and around. I think. Ben Roberts with us from the Herald Leader at Ben at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Okay, so if if there is something going on with the players, if you if it's your impression that Cal is doing this coaching and there is a clear message from him, is there a possibility that there's some sort of beef rift in the locker room? Um, is is it just a byproduct of losing? Is there something going on? Dan has suggested that maybe you know differences in NIL and different things might cause. You know that kind of strife. Is, is, do you have a sense of that? Is there any kind of rift in this locker room? No, I mean uh, the, my sense, including up to up to today, is that these guys like each other. They they lift each other up, and you know that's one thing that that we've seen with with you know Jacob topic talking about uh, the struggles he's been through. Savir talking about struggles he's been through. Obviously, what has happened in in Damian Collins' life over the last few months. Uh, you talk to guys, and you hear guys say they're leaning on their teammates they're relying on their teammates and their teammates are there a lot of times unprompted to come pick them up to lift them up to to you know carry them on make sure they're doing okay um you know going back to the preseason this was a this was a team that that appeared genuinely like a very tight-knit bunch and and i haven't really seen anything uh to counter that or, or really even heard anything to counter that that, that i would trust at this point um and you, you even like you watch the sidelines you see a guy struggle go to the bench watch him i mean there's often a teammate there either explaining or lifting them up picking them up keeping their head in the game 
there's a lot of talk over there, and it sound, it seems to be very constructive talk, and that's during games. Um, and, and you get the same sense, you know, just them walking to and from uh, media opportunities, what you're hearing behind the scenes. I mean, it that doesn't seem to be an issue. Uh, hmm. So, you know, it, and, and a lot of times if you have a team that you thought was going to be good that's going in the direction this team is going, that is often an issue. Right. But but it doesn't seem to be in this case. And so then if you cross that off the list, it, you know, it, it, what is the issue? And I, I think there's probably eight or ten other issues. And a lot of it just has to do with, with playing basketball. Um, and it's it's not working. Uh, ben, this uh, Jan, John Calipari story has become national as uh, as your uh, uh, as your soulmate down there at the Herald Leader, John Clay, wrote this morning. <laughs> it was the it was the lead story, and I love pardon the interruption. I love Kornheiser and Wilbon. I never miss that show. It was the lead story yesterday on their show about the way that uh, that the fans are reacting to this and. How, how there's a faction that wants Calipari gone. So, um, so what does happen? What, do, you see, do you see Cal leaving? Uh, do you see him taking another job? Do you see him retiring? Where, where does this uh, story go from here? I don't see him retiring at all. I mean, I, I, the one thing that we know about John Calipari is how much pride he has in his job and winning and being seen as the Hall of Fame coach that he is now. And John Calipari is not going to walk off the basketball court a loser. I mean, that's not by – his, by his own volition, at least. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to do everything he can to go out a winner. And I, I think, you know, even if he wins the national championship in the next few years, He's still going to keep going because he's going to want to win another one. And, you know, that, that's one thing. I mean, you can question a lot of things about John Calipari's methods or the way he's built a team or a roster or a staff or a program or whatever. Uh, I don't think you can really question his his wheel, his competitiveness, his, his wanting to win basketball games and win titles and hang banners. I mean, he, it's, it's pretty demonstrated that, that he cares a whole lot about that. Um, you know, as far as where it goes from here, I don't know that there are really too many realistic choices other than John Calipari stays at Kentucky. Obviously, there's been a ton of Texas talk recently. I've written about it. John's written about it. Everybody's written about it. Does Texas is, – is John Calipari the top of Texas's list right now, especially if this team misses the NCAA tournament or, or, or stumbles even worse than that down the stretch? Um, would they – pay what they have to pay John Calipari and bring in everything that John Calipari brings to a program, uh, both positive and, and in some regards uh, on their end, probably negative. Um, if if they can get somebody that has more recent uh, success, especially in March, I don't know. And then if, if he doesn't end up there, I mean, there aren't that many jobs that, that <laughs> you know, can, can uh, attract and, and maintain a, a presence like John Calipari in this country and pay for it. Um, so the, the, the options are limited. I don't, he's not just going to walk off, especially when he's got the number one recruiting class waiting. And, and you would think number one recruiting class is beyond that. So I think the most likely scenario by far is that John Calipari is here next season and, and, and probably here for the, for the foreseeable future. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, I, I want to make sure that I quote the proper person. I think it was John Clay that wrote yesterday that South Carolina is rock bottom. 
Um, I can tell you, uh, sitting across the street from Louisville's campus right now, that everyone last year thought 13-19 and 19 was rock bottom. Um, is there a chance that South Carolina is not rock bottom? Yeah, I mean, it can always get worse. I mean, they could they could go out and lose about 40 points on Saturday, and I don't know that, that, that many, many people are paying too much attention would be that surprised by a result like that. Um, and then they could follow that up with a loss to Georgia, and I think that would be rock bottom because Georgia – while not as bad as South Carolina, is, is by no means good. Uh, so, you know, if you keep piling losses like this, especially if you're losing at, at Rupp Arena to, to teams that are, frankly, terrible, uh, you, you can find a new bottom in your season. Um, you know, that said, that has got to be a, a top three loss in, in the John Calipari era. What, you know, what we saw Tuesday night, you put Evansville and, and you put St. Peter's up there. Um, as far as quality opponent and, and combined with the situation, I mean, that, that was a bad, bad team that they lost to. There is no other way to say it. There's no sugarcoating it. That is not a good basketball team. And they came in and led 21-6 to in Rupp Arena. Um, and, you know, Casey Wallace missed the second half, but he was out there for that part. And Jacob Toppin wasn't there, but they've got, you know, they've got a whole lot of other guys that are, that are supposed to be really good. And and to lose like that to that team was was just something else. Yeah, I I mean there are so many there are so many stats out there. I mean Vanderbilt is supposedly the next worst team in the SEC, and they're 145 spots ahead of South Carolina in some somebody's ranking. So I mean it just it I I don't think it can get much worse than losing at home to that team. But uh, having said that. I, I, nothing would surprise me. Would surprise me anymore. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Kaysen and Toppin. Uh, any idea if they're going to be available for Saturday? Uh, yeah, I think we'll find out. Hopefully, a little bit more tomorrow. Um, you know, with Kaysen's case, the back spasms—that's something that he's had it's basically his whole basketball career. If uh, you know, people probably notice he wears you know one of those kind of straps uh to help keep his back you know loose and warm when he's not in the game which has not been often uh here these past few games he's been playing so much and and that you know that that might compound the issue too uh but when it happens you know he you can't you can't if it flares up as bad as it apparently did the other night you can't go out and play like that uh jacob you know, with shoulders, we've seen other injuries, other teams uh, around basketball. It, it's it's always a, a tricky thing, especially with a player like him who, you know, you're wanting to be more physical. You're wanting to go in there and mix it up and, and to bang, and, and you're using your shoulders and you're, you're using, you know, your reach and, and all that kind of stuff a whole lot when you do it. So um, I imagine they're going to want him to – to be as close to 100% as possible before they bring him out there, especially against a team like Tennessee, which is not going to be an, an easy, light game. That's going to that's gonna be a, a defensive grinding, uh, probably physical physical game that, that they end up playing on there Saturday. Yeah, but but if if Toppin can't play, that gives Lance Ware more opportunities. <laughs> God, was, I, uh, he, yeah. was he awful. I, I noticed. I noticed you have a, no, a new go-to guy. The the quotes in your article after the game were from Fredericks, not where. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Well. Lance, yeah. Lance wasn't out there. It was Oscar, <laughs> CJ, and, and Damian. And, and CJ is always, uh, even in situations like that, CJ is is also a very, uh, uh, you know, candid, pretty even-minded uh, uh, player. So yeah, we we always like to see him too. 
Ben so wait, so wait a second. I have what? I'm sorry. I have one more question. So in okay. in other words, you can't talk to players that they don't present for media discussions. Yeah, exactly. So after uh, kind of the rotation this season and similar to rotations in the past, on Mondays we get two players. And you can, uh, you know, they'll take into account, you know, if you like, if there's, if I wanted to talk to Chris Livingston, uh, they could, they could try to make sure Chris was one of those two players uh, on that Monday. But so you get two players Monday, you get at home games, you get three players after the game, and it's typically the three players who they deem had the best game. Uh, if if you wanted to text in a request, you know, that was that was tough to come by the other. It's been tough to come by. Uh, last couple games on the road it's usually in alabama it was two players it was Xavier and antonio um outside the locker room so yeah typically three players after home games two players after road games um you know if you want to request somebody specific you can but usually you know you're gonna you're gonna get those the guys who, who did the best that day unbelievable that is unbelievable. All right, I, I do want to say that's kind of par for the course now in basketball in general. No, it, it is. I mean, Louisville had. I don't think Mac did it. Um, His first season, he closed the locker room. Yeah, he did, and I and I was told that Kenny Klein wanted was hoping to keep that open because Rick always had it open, yes. which was great because there were not many teams that that kept an open locker room, and I I really can't think of any right now michigan state does um and then uh, is it syracuse like there's two i'm not kidding syracuse would make sense yeah yeah. i I was i was you know i was thinking sec just you know being right right, stuff like that and and i i I can't think of any there but it was great with louisville because you could go in win or lose and talk to anybody you wanted to um but yeah that's been pretty far for the course NCAA tournament, SEC tournament is mandatory, and you know NCAA mandates that locker rooms are open for a set amount of time. So that's always fun. You get to talk to guys in you know more looser environments. Yeah, I mean it would be it would be tremendous for for people like us uh, to have open locker rooms every day. And I you know I think it would be really good for the players too, especially at a place like Kentucky. If you're yes. training for the NBA, you're Correct. training for a pro career. Um, I think it benefits you to to be put in those situations uh, with open locker rooms on a, on a more regular basis. Uh, ben Roberts with us from the Herald Leader, brought to you by Martini Italian Bistro. Today's happy hour um, from 4 to 6, $7 house martini, $6 glasses of wine out there at martini, martiniLouisville.com. All right, so Dan and I were admitting that we were, um, we were cheating on Louisville basketball last night by watching other games. Um, how good is Alabama? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're good. Um uh, they, you were, were you were down there for that one, yeah? I was, yes. And How's that have, environment? Is that I mean, they're they're Nate Oates is doing the damn thing, isn't he? It is, yeah. I mean, it was a great environment. I've you know I've been to Coleman before um, for for big games. Obviously, Kentucky coming in is always a big game down there. It was I actually was kind of I mean one thing that struck out stuck out to me was the uh, I mean they had seven nation army white stripes, which has become <laughs> a, a stadium <laughs> anthem. Yeah. Uh, they had it playing blaring over the PA literally until the the tip off. I don't know if that came through on TV, but that music was going until the ball was actually touched. Uh, I think Betty Yako won the tip over over Oscar in that one. And I mean, as the referee is throwing up the ball, the music is still just absolutely blaring, and and that's that makes for a great environment. You know, you got fans, you got students chanting along with that. That's gonna get people up on their feet and keep them there, especially if you start off 
uh, with an 8-0 lead. Um, and that, you know, that's one thing that, that I think, I think Rupp is missing. But, but yeah, you know, Alabama, they're great. And, and one, I think, difference from some past Nate Oates teams is while, you know, Oates is going to play the analytics and, and do that, the rim shots and the threes, um, they have a lot of different ways to beat you. And it's not just one of these teams that's going to be out there jacking threes and they're going to lose in the second round of the NCAA tournament because that's, that's the day they happen to miss a bunch of them. This, this team, can beat you in a lot of different ways. And I think they're going to be a national threat uh, as the season continues. I, I agree 100%. The best thing about being there in person is you don't have to listen to Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes on the, t- on, on the TV. Oh, okay, so, uh, so your compatriot, uh, John Clay, has a poll out now. Uh, number one, have you have you voted uh, to rate to rate UK basketball coach John Calipari? And uh, if either way, how do you anticipate that poll coming out? Yeah, no, I have not voted. I'll probably abstain from uh, voting in that one. I was. Uh, it looks like you have to vote to see the results, though, and I am curious. Maybe I'll just wait until. It's, maybe I'll just wait until it's. Uh, it's it's completed and I'll see the results. Or I'll ask John when I talk to him later today what what it's saying. But yeah, I can't. Yeah, anybody who wants to go vote on that poll, you get an A, B, C, D, or F grade uh, to give Coach Cal up until this point in the season. Um, I, I don't think that's going to fare well. Dan, I, I, I'm guessing the guy with the sign is probably going to be at the lower <laughs> end of that rating. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, Dan, give us a letter grade. Turn it up. Turn it up. How do you? Stadium songs, Dan. How do you feel about Detroit Rock City? A little bit, a little bit of the White Stripes. What do you think? Hey, I wear hearing aids because of that music <laughs> in the arenas to this day. I hate all of it. I hate it all. I hate it all. Oh man, it's little Louis here on six eighty one zero five seven, hanging out with Ben Roberts uh, from the Herald Leader. <clears throat> all right, Ben. Uh, what is your? Uh, you know, we all had New Year's resolutions. We are now on January twelfth, so it's. Uh, I'm sure many of us have broken them. What should Kentucky's resolution be the next couple of games here? Because we were also talking about the other parts. You know, we used to look at, oh, going to Vandy. Well, that's not such an easy game anymore. They're playing yeah. really well right now. Texas A&M, ooh, no, well, they're, they're, they're a pretty organized, put-together team. What should be the, you know, the, the resolution for Kentucky the next, I don't know, two weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's, it starts with defense. It's got to be defense. Uh, the fact that this is a, has turned into, a, a, frankly, a bad defensive team is, is just unbelievable. Um, you know, based on what they should have out there on the court. Uh, you know, you can question their offense. You can question their half-court offense, their ability to get open shots, create open shots. All of those are great questions that uh, have few answers, but it starts on the defensive end. I think with this team especially, good defense will create better offensive opportunities, you know, whether that be in transition or, or, or otherwise. Um, and it's just crazy to me that this team has been so poor on that end and again just seemingly not engaged or not aware of where they're supposed to be on the court Mm. and that South Carolina you go back and watch the first 10 or so minutes of that South Carolina game and it is an absolute team failing you know you talk about team defense and how you know one player affects the other and you watch those first 10 minutes and and it was just bad you know they hit some shots they normally weren't going to hit but just guys out of position all over the place and and that that's inexcusable 
Ben, uh, this time last week, you told us not to be surprised if what happened at Alabama happens. <laughs> what What about uh, Saturday? What uh, I'm assuming you're going to the game. Uh, what do you see happening there? Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it was a 26-point game last Saturday. Uh, there's reason to believe Tennessee could be better than Alabama. Um, and they're they're really good defensively, and they have the ability to exploit you as an offensive team. And Kentucky has not been good on either side of the court right now, and they're another team that has, I mean, they are so balanced and deep uh, that they have so many ways to beat you on both ends. Uh, Rick Barnes, obviously a very good coach. That uh, crowd at, at Thompson Bowling is not going to, uh, you know, pity Kentucky limping in there. So you know they're going to be probably even even more feverish uh, for for that tip off. It, it could be worse. I mean, it could be worse. I don't think anybody should be surprised at all if uh, if it turns out worse than it did last Saturday. Um, I, you know, I don't know what the line's going to be, but I I can't imagine it. It's got to be one of the widest with Kentucky as an underdog that we've seen in in a long, long time. On that positive note, we'll get him out of here. His name is Ben Roberts. He's with the Herald Leader at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Find their stuff, Kentucky.com slash sports, including uh, that nice piece uh, on Mike Pratt. So if you wanted to go find that, you can go uh, to the Herald Leader website and find everything there. Of course, Ben presented by our friends at Martini Bistro in the East End, martinilouisville.com. Ben, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. Safe travels. Thanks, Ben. Right. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Little, little white stripes in the middle of the show there, Dan. How about that? Little, yeah. little, little Detroit Rock City, you like that? Huh? No. <laughs> I, th- I thought Avery, I thought Avery screwed up and was playing music when she wasn't supposed to. Be. No, that was my fault. Yeah. Remi- oh, oh. <laughs> that's my fault. But, but true to form, it didn't have any lyrics. It was still very Avery. Well, like the lyrics on this one also come super late. So even if I did yeah, you could play the intro for like ninety seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. A reminder to after that uh, Cats and Vols game, you will have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK post game show. They're back in action on Saturday at Tennessee around 2 o'clock. It is a noon game, uh, 2 215, something like that. Take your calls, text. You will hear from John Calipari. It's all around 2 o'clock here on 680-1057 Streetle and Entz. They will help you out with that. Um, I, I said last week that I'm going to start listening to Ben Roberts. And so I'm going to start listening to Ben Roberts. And if that line comes out less than. 12 or something dan uh i the only line i've seen so far was you know in these rating systems that 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 tennessee's rated this many points in kentucky i i saw it was like 18 and a half that sounds right yeah yeah isn't that sad that's where we are dan 18 and a half yep (laughs) hey it's never too early to make those vacation plans and it's never a bad idea to spend some time in the bluegrass state hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code order now for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? 
How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. <laughs>